This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi there, this is Kate. Welcome to Be a Better Partner Week here on How to Be a Better Person. I'm excited to be bringing you the second ever theme week, all focused on how to bring your best self to your most important relationships. And yes, it's in honor of Valentine's Day, which is coming up at the end of the week, because what could be a better gift than a better partner? It's good for everybody. Today's tip is about a fundamental attitude shift in how you approach every conversation with your partner, and that is to make your aim to relate to the other person, not manipulate the outcome. Put more succinctly, it's to relate, not manipulate. Think about the last conversation you had with your partner where you had to discuss something that affected you both. Maybe it was about your kid or how to pay for something or what you wanted to do for your next vacation or something that needs doing around the house. I am going to wager that you went into that conversation thinking about how you could get your partner to do what you want. I'm willing to bet that you went into that conversation with an agenda and that agenda was to get your way. I'm willing to bet this because this is what most people do. I think of it as a vestige of childhood when you really, really wanted to be able to go to the mall with your friends on Saturday or stay up late or whatever little thing your heart desired and you had to figure out a way to get your parents to say yes. Well, guess what? Even as adults, we are still trying to figure out how to get other people to do what we want. And while there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, I mean, I want you to get what you want and I want me to get what I want, it basically pits you against your partner. And that's not a great dynamic for a happy relationship, am I right? That's a recipe for a power struggle. Ugh, even saying those words is kind of exhausting. Who wants to struggle for power multiple times a day, every day, for the rest of the foreseeable future? I don't. It also means you head into your conversations a little or a lot less likely to really listen to what your partner has to say. After all, you're busy thinking about what your next move is and what you're going to say next. And I know you've had the experience of trying to talk to someone when you can tell that they're not really listening. It feels bad, right? So here's what you do instead. You let go of the idea that a conversation is something that you need to win. Instead of making it your goal to control the outcome, you make it your goal simply to relate your experience, how you're feeling, as well as your wishes. I'll talk about how to do that in just a second, but first I want to talk about why. When you make it your goal to relate, not manipulate, you get to just be in the moment with your partner. You're not trying to think two steps ahead. You are right here, right now. And having that presence helps you connect better. Also, this approach helps open up the space to collaborate with your partner on what you end up doing. It's not your individual way or their individual way, but the way that you come up with together. It's your way, and in this instance, the your is plural. All told, relating is a lot lower stakes than seeking to control a particular outcome, and lower stakes mean lower stress. 
You no longer have to prepare like a lawyer going to trial. You just have to show up, stay connected to yourself, and say what you feel. I understand that can have its own level of stress, but I'm just about to give you some pointers on how to do it that will help. But it always takes less energy to be real than to be calculated. It may feel risky in the moment to be that honest, but you sleep a lot better at night because you know you were true to yourself. So, how do you do it? Okay, I want you to remember this acronym, CRAWL. Because if you want to run off into the sunset together, you've got to learn how to crawl first. Let's pretend that you need to have a conversation with your partner about your next trip. The C in CRAWL stands for CONNECT. This is how you start, by saying something that reminds you both of your connection. It could be something as simple as, Honey, I love you, and there's something I'm excited to talk to you about. Or, Hey babe, it seems like you've got a little downtime. Do you have time to talk about something with me? It's just something that lets you know that you are both on the same page, and you're not just barreling in and trying to wrest their attention away from whatever they're thinking about. The R stands for relate. And when I say relate, I mean relate your experience. This is where you stick to I statements that describe how you feel about something. I've been thinking about our plans for the summer, and every time I do, I feel a little lurch in my stomach because we haven't made a plan yet to get away. You're not saying anything about them like, I know you don't like to spend money on travel, or you've been avoiding talking about this with me. You are basically inviting them into your experience. You are relating what's going on in your mind and your body. Then the A stands for ask. This is where you ask an open-ended question. Have you had any thoughts about our summer plans? Or, one of my favorite ways to phrase it is, what are your hopes and dreams for our summer vacation? The W stands for wait. This is where you stop talking (laughs) and where you give your partner your attention. It may take them a few seconds or more to come up with a thoughtful answer. That is okay. This is not a race. If you have to, count to 15 in your head. If they haven't said anything by then, count to 15 again. And then the L stands for listen. This is where you really let in what they have to say. You don't judge it. You don't overthink it. You don't start planning what you're going to say in response. You just listen. And then, guess what? You go back to see again. The second time around, you want to connect with yourself and the other person. And the best way I know to connect with yourself is to take a breath. It's a tiny little pause that gives you a lot of space to notice how you're feeling. And then say something that validates what they just said, like, Oh, wow, I can hear that just thinking about this is stressful to you, or I can understand that. Something that just lets them know that you heard what they said and you accept it. Then relate your reaction to that. And then you ask your next question. Wait for the answer, and then listen when the answer comes. Repeat as necessary. Crawl and crawl again until you get where you're going. This is how you get both of your hopes, dreams, thoughts, and reactions out on the table. And once you do that, you can work together to find something that sounds good to both of you. The truth is, the crawl method works in all of your relationships. I use it with my kids, my parents. Anytime the conversation is something I'm not looking forward to, it gives me a framework that helps me not get anxious and ahead of myself. I remember I just have to connect, relate, ask, wait, and listen. And together, we'll all get where we need to go. Of course, listening is its own thing and the subject of its own episode. Episode four of this podcast, to be exact. Listening is such a fundamental skill of being a better person that it was one of the very first I covered and one of the most popular episodes so far, too. So scroll back in your feed and give that one a listen. No pun intended. 
I hope you'll have fun experimenting with relating instead of manipulating. I think you'll find it's quite a relief to not have to try to get your partner to do what you want. And that collaborating can lead you places you never would have gotten to on your own. And that works out better than you could have planned. Tune in tomorrow, day two of Be a Better Person Week, when I'm sharing a new way to think about the things your partner does that drive you crazy. And if you'd like to be the first to know what special themes are coming up in the future, I will be doing one theme week a month from here on out. Sign up for the podcast newsletter. You can do that at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. Take care, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 